0: Hello and welcome once again to your podcast, the podcast that was made for you, the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Angel. Thank you guys for joining this podcast. Uh, If you're watching live, go ahead and as usual, subscribe to the channel, uh, give us a like, write down your comments, questions, and whatnot. On Facebook, uh, go ahead and look me up uh, on the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast or under my name, Angel Santos, Instagram and Twitter as well. I'll be glad to follow you as well if you have a podcast, if you have a business or brand or anything that you that you have that you want to uh, showcase maybe on this podcast one day. Shoot me an email, uh, send me a message, anything, and we could connect. Definitely looking forward to that. So, guys, uh, thank you again. As you already know, after the uh, stream, the live stream, I'm going to have the audio download, and I'll have it shortly after I conclude uh, this live. I'll have it there on the podcast. Anywhere you could get your podcast is where you could find uh, this podcast as well. Any platform: iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, and whatnot. So you can also follow me on Twitter under Angel Santos seventy five and under Instagram under Angel Santos Podcast. All right. So guys, today, uh, like I announced earlier, you have seen the video I shared earlier. I have a special guest today. Her name is Amanda uh, Amanda Aker, and I found her through Podmatch and uh, just looking for you know. Something different, some real story. I wanted something that that was gonna be strong, something something different and whatnot. As you know, I I, I do speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, etc., and stuff like that. But I really wanted something a little bit different today, and I'm so glad and and blessed that Amanda uh, did accept my invite and whatnot. And we spoke uh, regarding today's date and and to do a podcast to talk talk about many things about you know, addiction, overcoming uh, addiction. Uh, we want to talk about what she faced, those difficult moments. But today she's inspiring many people. So she's on a mission today to inspire and make change and bring hope to others. And that that is our strong point today. That's why I want her to share her story. And I want her to go ahead and be an inspiration, where she is, uh, to many other uh, women out there. So... Tune in, listen in, and I hope you enjoy this podcast and let's go ahead and welcome her. Amanda Aker, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you, Angel? Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you so much. And as we see there, the Let Good Things In shows is the name of her podcast as well, which you're going to get into that a little bit later. So Amanda, thank you for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. How's your week? How's everything going with your family?
1: Good. Yeah. Like I told you before we came on, my son just turned 16 recently. So this morning I took him to get his physical to go ahead and get his learner's permit to start driving on the actual road. So I told him, I said, he asked me if I was excited and I said, I don't know if I would call it excited. So, but I am very (laughs) proud of him. So,
0: Yeah. So any of you out there that if you're a parent, you can relate. Maybe you've been through this stage. I have my 10 year old daughter, like I told her. So I I expect uh, in the next six years, God willing, that, you know, she's want to experience that. Of course, I remember, you know, the first time I was able to get my my permit, like I told you uh, offline before we came on, I wanted to drive to every single corner. But now today I I hate driving. I hate driving, especially in Orlando. I do not like to drive here in Orlando or anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have someone drive for me. So (laughs) but Amanda, thank you for being here. I appreciate. It. I want to talk about so many things. I know you have uh, an amazing story. Your your mission. You are on a mission to inspire and motivate many people. That's that's amazing. That's what really brought my attention to, you know, to have you here today because uh, I love these type of stories. So before we get into your podcast and what you are doing now and whatnot, go ahead and share. I want to share with. Uh, my audience and anyone who's listening that could, you know, listen to this podcast, maybe even pre-recorded, you know, watch it later and whatnot. But maybe uh, anything that you could say or you want to share as far as your story, you know, i like to start, you know, from the beginning, like where everything <laughs> started for you and whatnot. You were growing up, you know, siblings. And whatnot. How was it when you were being raised? How was that?
1: Uh, I mean, I, you know, looking back at my childhood, like it was a normal middle class, you know, suburb life. I um, have an older sister. She's four years older than me and my mother and my dad was there too. But um, my mother and I were very close. My sister and I also had a pretty close bond throughout childhood. Uh, My father, you know, he was, he worked a lot. He is a bricklayer. Um, so he spent a lot of his free time, um, either out in the yard, doing yard work or out fishing or hunting. That's the type of man that he is. And, but that also, you know, made me feel like he was emotionally unavailable for us, I would say. Um, but when I was 15, uh, my sister had already moved out. She, um, got her own apartment and she was about to get married and all this stuff. You know, she's, she was 19. I was 15 and my parents got divorced so i was already you know without realizing it looking back now i was already mourning my sister leaving because like i said we were close we shared a room you know there were a lot of things that that really impacted me and then when my parents divorced uh my mother left so now i'm just a 15 year old girl alone with my dad who i barely know who i spent most of my childhood chasing essentially so that was what you know. My upbringing was I was really good in school. I never got detention. Straight A student. I uh, didn't have many friends. It was I was very um, isolated. Um, I would say, and just I don't know. I just kept my head down and did my thing, and then it all kind of fell apart in front of me. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, being that you know that your parents had separated, that that did take effect with you and. Yeah. And your family, of course, your household. Okay. So, at what point? Because I know you have uh, some questions here that I want to um, go over. Because, like, you know, talking about that 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 breaking point, that final that point where you know everything just came apart for you. How did you? Uh, how did you manage that at that time?
1: Not well. Um, <laughs> I started to. Well, at first, it was fine. Like, I was still doing well in school. Um, I had my first boyfriend and my dad, you know, was allowing me finally to go and hang out with him, you know, and stuff like that. So things were good. Like it felt okay at first. Um, okay. but that didn't last because I started to seek out, like I wanted more, like I wanted friendship. I wanted a girlfriend. I wanted, you know, to be cool. And considering, you know, my dad was way less strict than my mom. Like my mom kept us very much, um, um, And isolate is not the right word, but the right word is not coming to my mind right now. But, (laughs) um, you know, so with my dad, like it was more freedom for me. So, Ah, you know know what I mean? Like my mother, like I wasn't allowed to go over my boyfriend's house. I was barely even allowed to talk on the phone to boys. So, um, so it was a huge deal to me. I thought it was great. And I mean, my dad started getting along and we created a relationship, but uh, my mother started came back into the picture. I mean, she never really left. She just wasn't in the house anymore, okay. um, but she was in a pretty abusive relationship. So I was seeing my mom while me and my dad are trying to build this relationship. I'm seeing my mom go through all kinds of crazy stuff, but at the time I didn't understand what was happening. And, you know, she, at one point, I remember this day, I'll never forget this day of my life. Um, I'm 15 And I have a boy, a new boyfriend, I was so excited that I was going to go on a date. And I but I had to help my mom with something. And so I'm over there, she was with my grandmother at the time, nobody else is home. And she got really angry. And I kept saying, Mom, like, I really just want to go home, like, I need to get ready for my date. And she got real emotional. And you told me that, you know, she, why wouldn't I just let her have emotions like she was just, it was very strange to me. And Ultimately, she told me she wanted to kill herself, and that was a huge breaking point for me because I didn't understand. I remember just begging her to stop, and finally, my dad showed up, and I left, and she ended up following us, which in the back of my young mind, I knew she was going to follow us. I knew something was off, and she came into the house, and they fought, and it was just this huge moment of my life where I no longer felt safe. And mm. I no longer felt like I was loved. I felt very alone in that moment. Okay. Um, Cause you know, my sister wasn't there. She was out of the yeah. picture. And after that, I remember my mom telling me that the cops were coming for my dad because he didn't show up for some hearing, some divorce hearing. I don't know. So she had a bench warrant essentially. And he, okay. she told me, please don't tell him blah, blah, blah. So I don't tell him. So when the cops showed up, I felt this immense sense of guilt because it was just me and my dad at the time. It was, it was yeah. literally me and my dad against the world, right? And I didn't know yeah. you know? And I, I felt really bad. And ultimately, he didn't go to jail. Like, the cops understood that, you know, I was still a minor. So he didn't go, but I, I confessed to him. And I said, dad, like I knew, oh, I'm sorry. I remember just crying, but he got, he didn't, from my recollection of it, you know, what I experienced, like he didn't embrace <laughs> me. He got mad at me.
0: Um, oh, he felt betrayed.
1: He felt betrayed. And he said, okay. you know, we were a team. he He's the only person in the world that can call me Mandy. But he was like, we're a team, Mandy. Like, why didn't you tell me? And, you know, it, it shattered our relationship. Oh, yeah. So now I'm just kind of even more alone than I was prior to that. Uh, and then he starts dating. And then the... Then I go to college and all kind. Of, it just got worse from there. That was pretty much. Those moments were like the stepping stones to kind of what led me to end up where I ended up throughout my
0: right young adulthood. Yeah, because I mean, you lose yeah. your sister, which is like you know your support. I mean, she's your sister. You know, she's yeah. your best friend. And then your dad goes through that. dad. And at the same time, you're going through you know your teenage, your late teenage years, and then you're going into adulthood and whatnot, like you said, then you go into college. So, so, so what, after college, what happened after college? Like, did you, were you able to concentrate, like, you know, just go to work, you know, study and stuff like that? Did you, were you able to do your life as normal?
1: No, not at all. I didn't okay. last. I only lasted a year in college. Um, my first semester wasn't too bad. I did because I couldn't find the right people. I remember my whole mission. <laughs> this is a horrible mission. Don't, Don't do what I did. But my whole mission when I got to college was to find the parties. I was like, where are the parties? I had already been drinking and smoking weed before I went to college. And I was like, I need to find these parties. You know, that's all I cared about. But I was still keeping up, so to speak. I didn't do that well my first semester, uh, but I didn't fail out. So I did get to go to my second semester, but that's when I got introduced to pills. And that's when mm. I started using benzodiazepines, which are, if you don't know, they're medications for anxiety. And okay. I, I remember like the first time I took one, well, the girl I did them with, we snorted them. Um, and that was the first moment in so long that I felt free. Mm. I felt like, wow, you know, like. I, my brain isn't going a million miles a minute. I'm not sad. I feel like I'm on the top of the road. It was an instant yeah. addiction. There was nothing that anyone could have told me to stop me from continuing using them. Um, and that whole night, all we did was pill after pill. But and, and then we had opioids. Like it was just this big smorgasbord of pills, which I had no business doing. But yeah. that feeling of acceptance, number one, because now these okay. people that I was hanging out with accept me. And number two, I don't have to think, I don't have to, I'm not sad, I feel good. But I ended up taking so many that the next morning I smoked weed with uh, this guy who I happened to wake up with. Um, we were just friends and
0: mm-hmm.
1: we smoked weed. And I remember telling him like, whoa, like everything had like this rainbow over it. I just remember feeling like the, this was it, This I finally found it, you know, this is yeah. beautiful. But within that same moment, my whole body just gave out on me and I overdosed. And what? if it, yeah, because I had so much in my system that yeah. like, I didn't realize what was wow. going on. And he, that guy, he saved my life. Like if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have survived that. Wow. Um, But, you know, then again, it comes back to my dad, you know, and I thought, okay, like dad's going to care. Dad's going to embrace me and help me and see that I have a problem here. But he didn't. So just kind of. to him? Yeah, I did because well, at the time, my mother wasn't. At this point, my story's all over the place, but <laughs> at okay. this point, at this point, my mom wasn't really in my life. I was about right. 13. She wasn't present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't present at this point. So yeah, I ultimately, I can't. I went home for the weekend, and I told my dad, and he didn't. From what I remember, like I didn't feel any love. I didn't feel any like oh my gosh, like, are you okay? We need to go exactly. to therapy, yeah. rehab, like none of yeah. that. Um. So I just kept doing that. And then I ultimately failed out of college. I was self-harming. I was just, I was a mess. And yeah. when I failed out of college, still my dad <laughs> didn't embrace me the way I wanted him to. He was selling the house that I grew up in uh, and I was still living in it. He was now living with some his girlfriend. Yeah. Okay they might have been no they weren't married yet so it was his girlfriend uh so you know so like all this stuff just kept happening to feed this narrative to myself that i just didn't deserve love i didn't deserve anything i was i was a piece of crap i was useless i was you know i was being promiscuous in college too like all these things just trying to find love and acceptance it's all i wanted. You know, but it I I was I was doing going about it the wrong way, right? Because now I know you have to to find love and acceptance for yourself
0: yourself. before you
1: can go out and find it outside of yourself, right? So it was a struggle. Um and then I ended up 19 and pregnant, which was a whole other fiasco. Um, you know, I gave my daughter up for adoption. I was very young. Um, but that set me off into more darkness and just kept all these, this whole story just keeps repeating itself pretty much. Um, and then I got incarcerated. Um, ultimately I was in jail for eight months of my life. Um, because I couldn't let go of a friend of mine and I thought that I would be, if I didn't go through with it, that she'd leave me because she's all I had. She was my anchor. I didn't mention her earlier, but she was, she was there with me from the beginning of the divorce all the way till we got in trouble. You know, she's not in my life anymore for good reason. We're, we're toxic for each other. Um, But, (laughs) you know, that was my experience. And then after being incarcerated, I just, again, just kept repeating the cycle um, of just. You know, toxic relationships and yeah then I finally, you know, I had this a few years ago is when I had my wake-up call I'm fast forwarding a lot you can ask me
0: questions if no you no know. no that's perfect that's perfect yeah. i want I want you to focus on what's going on after that yeah
1: yeah so after all this darkness, all this abuse and drug use and incarceration um I finally released myself from a relationship and met got with my husband and got married and thought everything was good and I had a job that I really liked and ultimately that job was not what I thought it was um and I lost that job um long story short there and yeah. I, was, I just wanted to give up I was like this is it like of I of course I mean, I, yeah yeah, like, I don't know why this keeps happening. I keep fighting myself alone and crying because I messed something else up. Like I'm a horrible person yeah. I live. Um, so, but in that same moment, I had that epiphany moment or spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it. And I mm-hmm. realized that I need to keep fighting, you know, for me, for my kids, for my husband, wow. you know, I had to keep going. But the only way to do that was to look at myself and no longer look at oh well she did this to me like it's her fault you know it's his fault or whatever yeah, you know, it was. A
0: victim which a lot yeah. of people do they pay that victim paper uh-huh.
1: yeah and i'm not you know i had to realize i'm not a victim uh i mean some situations maybe i was um yeah but in the all big scope of it those were my choices if i wouldn't have made the choices that led me to be in those situations guess exactly. what i those situations wouldn't have occurred that's um, right. so it was that realization. And then, you know, I almost ruined my marriage year one because I could not handle my life. I was all over the place. That was a bad right. case. Um, so in that moment, I, that's the first thing I did. I, I went to my husband and I said, I need help. Like, I don't know how to stop this. And okay. so he talked me through it and started to help me see myself in a different light to see myself as good enough um and so from there that's kind of you know i started to open up a little bit i need to find work so i started being honest about my background and telling employers and started to see that not yeah some rejected me of course some didn't care yeah. to hear my story but the ones that, that did <laughs> you know that yeah. opened my mind like oh like not everybody's gonna judge me i don't have to hide this for the rest of my life wow And i you know and then That progressed into getting my day job, which I'm so grateful for, um, and then proceeding into just telling my story and, yeah, living my life the way I want to. You know, I got this house. I have a wonderful marriage. I have wonderful kids that I'm so proud of, and I'm grateful for all those things. And now I'm in a place where I know what I want. I know what my values are, my boundaries, and I can keep moving forward. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Amanda. Yeah, I talked a lot. Sorry. (laughs) No, 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 you're perfect. That's that's exactly what I wanted to get into as well. Because, you know, when you talk about addiction, you know, and and mental uh, awareness, mental health, you know, there's there's all types of addictions, you know, addiction is not just, you know, drugs, alcohol, there's all types of addiction. I mean, even there's even good addiction, you know, people I say people have addiction of going to the gym. You know that's a good addiction. You know they, they have to be there. But I think the excess and doing something too much could be that's where it could be turn out bad. You know if you have yeah. to if yeah. you become too addicted to something that you always need, and need it needed, then you're addicted. If that takes over your life, then and you have no control of it, then that's that's where the addiction is. It's taking over your time, your life, and whatnot. And that's where it could get dangerous. So you know mm-hmm. how how did you? before we could conclude that, how, how did you overcome, you know, cause since we're talking about overcoming those addictions, like what, what I know you did mention that you had to accept for who you were at yeah. the moment. It's like, I had to accept and, you know, look at yourself and say, you know what, I'm happy with myself. Is that part of it as well?
1: It was, you know, my addiction was far more than substances. My addiction was the chase, right. To find that love yeah. and acceptance. It was the people, yeah. it was the chaos. Um, yeah. It was all the things wrapped into one beautiful addiction. And, you know, to overcome that, the main thing I had to do was to remove myself from people, places and things.
0: Toxic Um, people.
1: Yeah, I had to. I had to give up. I had to. I had to just Stop feeding into it you know i had to stop hanging out with certain people i had to block people i had to mm. i mean i'm i don't live that far away from where i grew up but i had to move away from all of that i had to yeah. start my own life without all the chaos surrounding me that was a huge step in the right direction was just letting go and knowing that i don't need those things in my life yeah. to be happy because i for a long time pretty much my whole life you know um I thought I needed the chaos. I thought I deserved to be in toxic relationships and just slowly getting myself out of that mindset. And also Mm -hmm. um, another way that I overcame my addictions was to really look inward and see me for who I am deep down, not what I was trying to portray to the world. Who am I? Who was I before all the chaos? Exactly. Who am I at my core and really and journaling and writing and opening up and talking about my feelings instead of bottling them up because it's yeah. real easy to go backwards if you're trying to. Oh,
0: wait, your audio went out. Oh, wait. Your audio went out. Oh, it says your mic is not connected. I'm trying to unmute you, but it says your mic is not connected. It just went off, though. It, it seemed like. Yeah, no, I can't. Can you hear me? OK, so it's your mic. Yeah, can I see here? Oh, there you go.
1: I just took it off my headset. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why that <laughs> happened. Um, That's OK. Through my headset, that, that's weird.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Okay, but anyway, so you can hear me now. Good. I yeah, where I was now because that frazzled me. Oh, overcoming addictions and oh yeah. So yeah. just um, looking inward and oh, opening up about how you're feeling and that's what it was. Got it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, if you no, know, plus actually, you
0: also said that you had to leave a, a certain circle. You had to disconnect from yeah, you know, disconnecting people, groups. Talk yeah. to people. Yeah. Yeah, process. and
1: and and also learning to like I'm still in the process of this piece is learning to forgive me and the people uh, who wow. have hurt me along the way, right? So That's that important. is a yeah. huge, huge part of it. Yeah. And just literally staying away from for me, I can't go into bars. Like, yeah, I can go to a restaurant that has a bar. Um, but it's not good for me to go to bars, you know, even just to go, if I was going for a stay karaoke night, like, I have to stay away. Um, because that's, easy yeah, to always that environment,
0: yeah the environment's always going to lead to something you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's very difficult. A lot of people don't understand it, but if, if you're, you know, if you're not able to be in that environment, don't do it. I mean, you could probably be, like you said, maybe at a restaurant and whatnot, and yeah. there's, you know, music and stuff like that, but it's always good to avoid, especially if you have Had that in your past,
1: yeah, that it's very important, and and going to therapy has been huge for me. Um, I've done therapy off and on throughout the years, but more recently, um, in going, I'm really getting something out of it because I'm really present for it. I want you know, my desire is there to change and to be the best version of me.
0: I did not go
1: back to NA or AA meetings, um, that was something I've done in the past, not to say that it was helpful for me in the time, but for me, for right now, it's just not, I don't think that would help me very much. Yeah. Um, but it's just knowing what's good for you knowing exactly. that, you know, you don't have to go to 12 step meetings to recover. You don't have to follow some path, find out what feels good to you so that you can stay sober for you. If that is 12 step meetings, that's awesome. Cause I do highly recommend them for a lot of people, of but, yeah. um, you know, praying, if that's your thing, I'm going to church, therapy, you know, all these things, finding healthy people to surround yourself with, however that looks for you.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate it. Listen, you are an inspiration to many women. I know. So let's talk, you know, enough about the past. Let's talk about the present. And I know (laughs) you have, so yeah, because you have an amazing smile. You have an amazing personality. I'm so glad that you are able to overcome that and whatnot and be a motivation to, to many people. So talking about positive things that you're doing today, you know, you have a family that like you say, your, your son, your daughter, and you know, you're, you're so blessed to have your family today. And, and thank you because your, your, uh, your encouragement, you know, your determination to say, I need to make a change. Like that first is, I think that's key is that for you, for you, for you to say, look, I need to stop this like you said to your husband, I need, I need help. I yeah. need help. This is what I need to do. And that's, that's fantastic. So talking today about positive things, how are you uh, helping others? Like how are you able to motivate y'all know your uh, speaker as Well, do you speak in conferences and whatnot?
1: Not yet. That's the goal though. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the podcast is, you know, that's my everything um, and speaking on other people's podcasts like yours. Yeah. Um, and you know, the podcast was birthed because I, last summer, so July of 21, I wanted somewhere to tell my story, but I didn't feel comfortable just going live on social media and telling it. Oh my
0: God. Uh, (laughs) I uh, I can relate to that because that's the reason I did the podcast too. I wanted to learn from other people's like business wise and whatnot, but I wanted to hear people's story, how, what they went through, how they overcame challenges and whatnot, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. So then I decided, you know, what would be even make it even better is if I shared stories of others who have had struggles. And then I narrowed it down even more and more recently to people who've been incarcerated, um, suffered with addiction and mental illness. Those are my three pillars. There are occasional guests that I'll have on that may not fit into one of those pillars. But those that's the focus. Exactly. Um, and I, I love I love hearing people's stories and how they overcame. I mean, there's some stories that oh, I've had man. on my show that I just I was like <laughs> I I thought I survived a lot, you know. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. So
0: it is. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's just a wonderful platform. That's why I, I love doing this as a hobby. You know, just to interact with other people and. Maybe always be a a motivation to others as well. So, so talk about the let good things in show the podcast. I know you can have it. You have it on Spotify and anywhere else.
1: Oh, it's everywhere. It's on Apple. I believe it's on iHeartRadio. I think so. I I I don't think it's on Pandora yet, but um, it's on all the normal streaming. Oh, (laughs) let me tell you,
0: Pandora was a Pandora was like a seven month. 15, yeah,
1: I applied emails. a long time
0: ago. Yeah, and I, I was pretty much giving up in the last email, and then all of a sudden it went through. So I was like, okay, that's <laughs> God did that then, because I, I just <laughs> gave up on it. I'm like, what's so different with you guys? It's amazing. Yeah, I don't
1: know. So,
0: so how did you come up with the name, of uh, the Let Good Things In? I mean, I, I'm assuming I, I, I might get what you're going to say, but go ahead and share it.
1: <laughs> well, it was a hodgepodge. So I'm not really good at thinking of titles. So my husband and one of my a good online friends and coach um, helped me come up with uh, the name. So I was like, I was like, Hmm, what should I call it? And they're like, well, what's the show about? I was like, well, it's about letting good things into your life. And they're like the let good things in show. I was like, yeah, okay, that works. So. And I thought yep. about changing it, um, but then I decided. Yeah. You know what? No, it's still perfect. No matter. What. No,
0: it is. I love it. I love it. That's why i seen it. And I listened to a couple of uh, of your episodes. Thank you. And I love it. Yeah, it's that's a perfect name for it. So, so what else do you have? Um, uh, you also, I saw that your Arthur. Do, do you have a book?
1: Um, I don't have a book yet. I wrote a chapter in a book. Um, it's called More okay. to My Life. It was a um, book on. Domestic violence. And I wrote my love story with my husband and how I overcame abuse. And now, you know, that love is still possible. So I wrote a chapter in that book. I also have a few articles out there um, that I've written as well about my story and overcoming things from my past.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's amazing. And so, what what are your plans for the next uh, next couple of years? Like, what, what's one of your main goals that you want to achieve?
1: Uh, my main one of my main goals that I would love to achieve is um, finding an organization that helps the incarcerated, informally incarcerated, mm. um, to partner with and to help them, okay. um, and to be able to speak in prisons and jails would be amazing. Uh, another. Oh. Yeah, I would love to do that. Another goal is to speak at college campuses to talk to um, young adults so that they don't follow my path. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that'd be important because, like I said, you know, your story, even though it was in your past, but there could be moments where someone could be living living that right now, you know, yeah. and and that's that's something I hope that you know you're able to find a way to get some kind of foundation or something that could get you into that platform and share your story because I'm pretty sure your your story uh can motivate and inspire many other women, young women, even men in different areas. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, I wish you the best. And yeah. and I know that today you are, you know, happily married. You have your family. So thank you so much, Amanda. I know that I mean you you've shared your story and you told us exactly how you overcame it and whatnot and I hope that this, uh, even on the audio and the live stream, that whoever watches this is able to listen to your story, follow you. I know you have on Instagram, you're under the Let Good Things uh, in show on Instagram as well. And you also have Facebook and whatnot. So I'm pretty sure someone that can maybe uh, follow you and listen to your story, maybe reach out to you as well and, and maybe use your story for motivation as well.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. Um, honestly, like I just want, if I only impact one person, I've done my job because that's, that's the goal. So that's
0: what I said. If, if, even if it's one view, even if one person watches this and it changes their life, we did our job.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate your time. Go ahead and enjoy the rest of the weekend with your family. It's been a blessing having you here.
1: Thank you, Angel. It's It's been awesome. And thank you so much. And I hope you have a great weekend too.
0: You too. Thank you so much. I'll be sharing the links with you shortly. Okay. Take care. Awesome.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye. It's
0: a pleasure. Thank you. All right, folks. So there you have it. Amanda Aker. Go ahead and look her up on Instagram under the Let Good Things In Show. Follow her podcast as well. Give her a review. Uh, I I went on her uh, on the Apple podcast, gave her a review because she has some great content. So go ahead and follow her there. And I'm going to go ahead and conclude uh, this podcast. But before I do, I do want to leave you with uh, a scripture that I found today that um, I really enjoy uh, reading. And it's in 2 Corinthians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. And it says, we are uh, afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. So there you have it, guys. Blessings to all of you. I hope you have a great evening, a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you on the next episode of Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. Thank you. God bless you and take care.